Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. How could you? Because what are the odds that if you've got 6,000 emails that you randomly pick the right person to follow up with and do it the way you should? Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. It's episode 67. We're doing a really good job using our names. At the beginning. (laughs) So they know. They know who we are. We have been designated in the beginning of this episode. Uh, This episode is about follow-up. I like it. And I don't know what it's called because we're going to do follow-up to our listing, like our Mm -hmm. seller clients, and follow-up to our leads. Yes. Any type of lead, but lead follow-up and then actual while you're in the listing follow-up sure follow-up okay (laughs) what you got um obviously i think this is really important yes i also think it is the number one thing that falls off of our list when we get busy oh agree because i do think that follow-up is like a proactive thing and i also think that you can over follow-up Oh, yeah. Like, you know, when people are slow, they're doing so much of it. And then when they're busy, they're doing none of it all. Correct. Got to be more consistent. Yes. Okay. Um, We already know how I feel about the 32 touches. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't. Just don't. (laughs) Nobody wants to be touched 32 times in a year. It's too much. It's too much. They're not going to like you. You're going to become the annoying salesy person who's always showing up to get something. Yeah. I don't like it. Um, And I do think like... Following up with people who are just kind of in the pipeline versus following up with your sellers that are just hanging out on the market. Right. Um, Two very different things. Totally different. And with my sellers, I used to try to like reinvent the wheel. Okay. Like I actually at one point made a schedule. Uh Uh-huh. I think I remember this. Yes. And I was trying to think of something different to do every two weeks. Okay. And and some of it was good. Right. I mean, but the fact that it never could be implemented shows. It wasn't effective. It wasn't effective. For your business. Like, it could have worked, but you didn't have time for all that. Yes. Okay, Um, so, well, tell me where it's at then now, if you've gotten rid of the, the whole system. So, honestly, I just came to realize that all sellers really want is to hear from you. Yep. And providing them with real information. Yep. And the problem I was having before is that I was trying to invent a creative way to reach out or call them. No. And you don't need to do that. No. All they want you to do is call them and say, hey, I saw this house is pending. I saw there's another new listing down the street. I saw this one sold for this. Mm -hmm. This makes me think our price might need to be here. How are you feeling? We've had this many showings. Mm -hmm. 
They just want to know. A recap, basically. That you're aware. Okay. Of what's going on. But how often do you do that now? So I think it's okay to do every two to three weeks. Okay. Um, when there's not a lot going on. Yeah. Obviously, there are some weeks when I'm like, I don't need to call them because we've been in communication because we just had showing showing and okay. we discussed that. Right. And I don't need to. They know that you I don't need here. to invent something. But this is more for like those listings that you have long term that you need to keep in touch with your sellers. Yeah. I my biggest fear is that my sellers would be sitting there and say, where is she? Right. Like, we don't even know. We, we don't even know what she's doing. Is right. she doing anything? Like, I want them to know that I'm here. Yeah, I agree. And so when I was thinking about this part of the follow-up, I do the same thing. If we've been getting showings and we've been discussing feedback or had some communication for another reason, like, let's say they're looking for another house and we went out looking at houses. Yes. If I've talked to them in a week, then I don't need to do something else. Right. And I used to have the automated system that sent out a report on their neighborhood once a week at Remax. And now I don't. And I actually prefer that I don't have it because then it gives me the opportunity when it's gone a little while, a week or two, and I haven't talked to them, then I create the report. Mm -hmm. I tell them what I want them to know or what's going on in their neighborhood. Here are the houses that have become listed. Here are the ones that have gone pending. Here's the days on the market for you versus what's active, pending, and sold for Mm -hmm. the last six months. Here's where you stack up. And then, you know, if it, it, how are you feeling? Always Mm -hmm. ask them how they're feeling. Mm -hmm. Do you feel anxious? Are you not worried about timing? Do you want to get more aggressive? We can, and then you open a dialogue, right? Right. And if they say we're fine, we're we're okay to wait. We don't want to change the, because really, if they say they're not fine, you either can change the price or change the condition. Right. So, or do both, but that's all you can do. And, and, and this conversation doesn't have to be reinvented. No, it doesn't have to be you long have, either. No, they just need to hear from you. Mm-hmm. And you need to be able to give them an opportunity to voice concerns. So don't mm-hmm. hide. From, I think what happens with most listing agents on a long-term listing that's not selling, mm-hmm. they hide out. Right. They're afraid because they haven't sold the listing. And so they don't want to make contact with the seller and hear how angry they are. Mm-hmm. And honestly, and then it's gone too long. Then, and then you and can't. Then how do you reach yeah, out? Yeah, because then you're embarrassed. Been, yeah, yeah you're like, well, I haven't talked to you. So I think every other week is probably a good rule of thumb mm-hmm. on a listing that hasn't, you haven't had other communication. Yes. And I really think it is just a matter of market mm-hmm. reports. Mm-hmm. And if you're feeling like you have a seller that's putting a lot of pressure on you, Go do an agent preview of the other listings. Literally go in there and be like, I went and looked at these houses. Or you could take it one step further and be like, do you want to come with me to look at this house? Right. You can see exactly what your competition is. Mm -hmm. But as long as you're giving them data information and asking them how they feel, I think that's really all you need to do on the listing side. To communicate. If you're doing an open house, then you get an opportunity to tell them who came. Yes. And what happened there. And I like to use, so I tell my sellers who are interested in open houses that I don't do them for the first six weeks because I want organic showings scheduled and I yeah. want to be able to track who comes through. Um, of course, open houses are not, haven't been as much in demand because of COVID. Right. Like my sellers aren't as, they like, don't, they don't want them. Yeah. Um, but then I tell them, you know, we're not doing them every Sunday. No. We're maybe once a month. Yeah. As the listing sits. Mm-hmm. But if we do them too many times, people don't come. The listing becomes stale. But nothing makes me more sad than an agent who's like, I've held this house open every Sunday. <laughs> every, every time. Like, 
It because really a house is always open. Sure. If it's for sale, it's just a matter of calling the number on the sign. Make an appointment right. and you can go, go. see it. You know, at your schedule. Um, so I try to, you know, communicate that too. And I, I like open houses because even if only one person comes through, the whole time I'm in the open house, I'll do a video walkthrough. Right. You're getting some social media. Getting exposure. some social media stuff that mm-hmm. makes them happy. But also I'll even like get like the flyer or start like an email to them. Because mm-hmm. I never, whenever I do an open house, I think we talked about this in the open house episode. Um, I, before I leave the house, I send them an email yeah. that says, hey, this many this people what came happened. through. Um, it might say, hey, one person came through, but here's some feedback. Right. That doesn't mean that person said it. Said it. <laughs> but here is some feedback. Here is some feedback. This is not a lie. And it is all helpful. Like, hey, I think like painting, actionable I do items. Think painting would help. Yeah. Um, I do think removing this couch would help. I think blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So it's just more ways to yeah reach out. I think the other way to easily have a way to reach out is the way that you deliver the feedback mm-hmm. when you have a showing. Yes. I know, I think even showing time that we use, you can automate it to send to the seller automatically. I never do that. Me either. Never. Because Ever. I want to, first of all, filter it. Yes. And frame it up. <laughs> yeah. And it is an opportunity to have a genuine, like open dialogue, connection, follow up with that seller where you're like, hey, so, you know, we've had the showing today. Here's the feedback. Maybe I've taking some of the mean stuff out. Maybe yeah. I'm glad it didn't. I don't know. And here's what I would do as a response to this feedback. If right. they're like, the yard isn't big enough, it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about that on to the next one. But I put in some niceties and sure. I have sent the email. Yes. I don't want them to get it directly from the showing service because your sellers aren't dumb. They know it comes. If it yeah. comes directly from there, it came directly from there. You're still ghosted. Like you're right. gone. Right. I want to be the deliverer of the information. Yes. So I think that other than that and keeping them up to date on the market. Yeah. That's all really you all you can do. And it's all you need to do. Yeah. You know, you don't need to host a circus at their house or, uh-uh. you know, have host a circus. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, come pet the donkey. And no. See the, yeah. You don't need to see don't the house. All that. Right. No. I mean, no, you don't. You, you don't. don't. Um, but if you've had an agent reach out to you about the house or something that they didn't know, I would share that. Sure. Like I've had some interest or they might schedule a showing or like, you know, that kind of stuff. So that's one thing that I have always tried to be intentional about is that all those little bitty things that you're doing, they don't know that. But the moment an agent texts you and says, Hey, how much is the flood insurance on this house? Mm -hmm. To shoot them an email and say, hey, guys, I had an agent reach out today and inquire about the flood insurance. I answered her questions and she's getting with yeah. her client. Maybe it will result in a showing, maybe not. But I just wanted to let you know. Uh, perfect. And do that every single time. Every time. It's a, hey, guys, the Internet lead came through mm-hmm. on this property. Hey, guys, someone messaged me on Facebook about this property. Yeah. Just so they know that they, they yeah, don't know. They don't know. And I think those internet inquiries are good too, even if you just show them the stats of from your MLS, how many times it's been viewed, or from Zillow, mm-hmm. how many times it's been viewed. If you can share some sort of online stats, they're going to like that as well. Yeah. Okay. I think that's all I've got on listings. Yeah. Okay. Check. Now, how to follow up with leads? I'll do my air quotes leads. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I first want to talk about what is the difference between a lead and someone that is in your database, okay. so your person. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some qualifying questions when I decide if I'm putting someone in my database or yeah. if they're more of a lead or prospect as well, like you call them. Okay. Okay. Here are the questions. You cannot go on my database unless I know you. Right. So I've had to probably meet you. Is your database like who gets your Christmas card? Yeah. Okay. Like the yeah. like the people I'm going to follow up with in a more personal manner. Yeah. So past clients, current clients that I know, you know, someone that I've met and expressed interest in real estate, but that I ne- like that I yeah. know. Yeah. Um, do I like them? Yeah. So do I know them? Do I like them? Do I feel comfortable sending them a text, an email, talking to them on social media or calling them? Okay. If I can't do at least one or two of those things, <laughs> you don't belong on my database yet. Right. Because those follow-ups are more personal. Then uh, do I feel comfortable asking for your address? You can't be on my database without your address. Right. And if I'm not in a place where it's appropriate to ask you for your address, then you're just a prospect. Yes. You are not a, you're not a database member yet. Right. So I'm going to put that to the side now. Just wanted to clarify that. And I'm, as you're talking, I'm thinking of it as like in the um, systems episode. Yeah. And Trello and mm-hmm. all of that. When I talked about in my notes, I used to label them like my A people, yeah, my exactly. B, my C's, my mm-hmm. D's. Um, and like my people who are actively looking for a house. Right. That I'm actively showing property to. Obviously, they're my A's yeah. and B's. Mm-hmm. But my C's and D's are people that I have put in the in the um, prospect, prospect portion yeah. of my Trello. And you, I'm telling y'all, if you haven't yet, when you start writing them down, there will be so many. There's a lot. And <laughs> that's not even, even counting like random online ladies. Right. Just, and I'll put them in my um, yeah. prospects. Okay. Right. You know, just with like, maybe like Bob online lead about yeah came from this yeah okay just so I because you need to it gets to be so much Mm -hmm. that like you don't realize how many leads you're actually getting until you write it all down Uh, and leads can be hey be on the lookout for a call from my brother James yeah like oh I haven't talked to James I need to to write that down yeah and then if in a week I haven't I can reach out to her and say hey did your brother end up needing help that's follow-up. That is follow-up. But if you haven't written it down anywhere, you won't remember you who will to follow never, up with. You will never do it. Yeah. I also don't think you need to follow up with every human you've ever met. No. <laughs> so there's got to be some qualifying questions to get them on the prospect list too. Like, did they express an interest in real estate? Is their mom an agent? You probably don't need to put them on right. there. Like, you, they're just within your boundaries you would know if someone would maybe be a good fit as a prospect sure but i have a list of some of what those might be open house lead yes uh sign calls okay um a geo farm like if you've been sending out postcards or something and you Mm -hmm. get a call uh an online lead dependent if you catch a lot of online leads on your website or your rental listing on zillow or whatever it is you're gonna have to start to make choices you can't just follow up with every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, social media, and this would be someone that maybe has expressed interest in real estate on social media, but you haven't built a relationship with. So it's not like your aunt, who you're also friends with on social media that reached out to you about real estate. It would be someone who found your Instagram page and asked you a question about real estate, but you wouldn't feel comfortable asking them for their address. Right. So they might be a prospect or a lead. Yeah, I mean, 
I love cleaning out. All right, my, tell us about that. My Trello and my database. Do you do some type of follow up pre clean out? Like, do you reach so out again? What happens? I will do a final reach out. Okay. What happens in that? It so it kind of depends, but sometimes it says, "Hey, um, I didn't know if you still needed assistance in buying a home. If you do, I'm happy to help. If right. not, I have no problem taking you off my follow up list. Okay. Either way, I'm here if you need me. I like saying things like, "I can take you off the follow up list." Yeah, you don't. List. Right. I want them to know like I'm a professional. Right. And I'm doing my job. Right. And I'm I not trying to harass you. Yeah. I'm just doing my job. Or sometimes I'll say, hey, I'm updating my files. And I remember you said. I like that. Yes. I that I use that one a lot. I okay. was updating my files. And I remember you said. Mm-hmm. And then I just say what they said. That you wanted to buy at the end of this year. That okay. you wanted right. to do this. That you wanted to do that. Is that still the plan? Right. Where are you um, in the process? You? And then the next time. And then there are repeats that never respond okay so when I get those I mean I work them pretty hard before I delete them okay but when I say pretty hard it doesn't take a lot of time right it just means that when I'm designated when I'm doing that cleaning house yes I shoot them a text or an email Mm -hmm. or like I try to if they haven't responded via email maybe I should text them or if they didn't respond to email or text, then I'll call them the next time. Got it. But then at some point, I'm like, you know, I need to designate my energy and resources to people that are responding. Right. And after so long, I'll say, like, before I delete them, I'll say, hey, and I won't obviously tell them I'll be deleted, but I'll just. I'll <laughs> you're, just you're getting deleted. Yeah, I'll just send the email one more time. Hey, just wanted to let you know I'm here if you need anything. Mm-hmm. I know you weren't in a big hurry, but just wanted to mm-hmm. make sure you knew I was available. And that I may send that email and then delete them from my right. Database. And then if they respond later, you just put them back on. Yeah, but okay. if they don't, it's I know that like, and it, I don't really say like five times and they're gone. Right. It kind of just depends on like how you feel about it. Yes, like what have I said? How did it start how off? How did it start off? Uh-huh. Do I think that there's potential here? Because sometimes the hottest people are the ones that once they ghost you, you're like, something's wrong. Yeah. Like you, you don't want to work with me or like something, something's off. And then after you did your one or two emails, you'd be like, okay, we'll delete. Right. Like I have a, a young guy. He's so sweet. I met him through this class that we took at church and, um, he lives with his mom and, he was really nervous about buying, but, and we looked at a few houses and he always brought his mom and his mom, <laughs> his mom clearly doesn't want him to Oh, cause she out. likes him at the house. So she's always like a deal killer. Oh my word. And then he would go like six months without no responding house. to right. me. And then randomly he would say, you know, what about this one? So, okay. On the follow-up note, mm-hmm. when I'm working with buyers who are actively looking, and are ready to write an offer. Okay. I create a search for them in MLS. Mm-hmm. It's very specific. Yeah. I don't want it to email them five houses a day, 10 mm-hmm. houses a day, 20 houses right. a day. I want it to be the areas that they want with the criteria they want. Mm-hmm. Eliminate subdivisions if I have to. Yeah. It's very precise. It takes about 45 minutes and to do set they, up a search. Okay. Do they get... Um, how often is it immediate? 
Um, if there's only like 15 houses that meet their criteria, I set it up on immediate. Okay. If it's like, if I have narrowed it down and there's 40, then you, then I do daily, daily. at 9 a.m. Okay. To just every day, here's, here's the, the group. Listings. Cause it's yeah. a group. Okay. Cause I don't want them to get seven emails a day. Oh no, too much. If That's overwhelming. So now majority of the time I have it sent to me first. Okay. People are like, that's so much work. It's really not. Right. Um, I just open it. And if I have been in communication with them mm-hmm. and this house is not the one, I just delete the email. Yeah. If I haven't really been able to send them anything in a while, I say, hey, guys, I saw this one popped up. Mm-hmm. I know it doesn't have the shop, but I just wanted to let you know I'm still here. I'm still looking. Right. There's not a lot of inventory right now. Yeah. To which they usually respond, thanks so much, you know, yeah, we're looking too, no luck, something Mm -hmm. will pop up. Okay. But it's just a way for me to follow up. Yes. Now, with like my young guy over here, Mm -hmm. I had that going because we were looking. Yeah. But when I realized he was at a place where I don't think he's ready. Yeah. I did set it up to just go to him. Not to you. And I didn't send it to me at all. So, right. Well, okay. I didn't even like copy myself on it. I was just letting him get... The appropriate Wait for him to raise his hand. Yes. And that is what he does. Like, he will occasionally respond and ask a question. And then recently he said, hey, do you mind setting me up on another search Mm -hmm. that increases the budget like 20 grand? He was like, I don't think I would want to go that high, but I'm curious what the market offers. Okay. If I do. Okay. So I was like, oh, hey. I haven't heard from you in a few months. Sure. I'm glad you're still looking. I think that's a smart idea. Set him up on a search. Mm-hmm. It goes to him. So you kind of, your time is valuable. Yes. And so I want the buyers that I'm actively working with to know that I am filtering. Doing something. And I'm involved. It's yeah. not just auto. They know it's auto. They know it's auto. And some people, that's okay. But some right. people, I really want to make sure they know that I am like, Okay, but when you say that's like your buyers that are actively looking, so your hot buyers, I mean, how many of those do you feel like you're working with at a time? Seven or eight. I mean, that's a good number of people that could at any moment call you to do a showing. Yes. Okay, so you're filtering. That email is coming to you first. Mm-hmm. It is not every person who's ever said, No. Set me up on a search. And no. I'll, it's yeah. just the people who were literally looking. Yes. Okay. Like actively. And if they stop looking or stop responding, yeah, you might leave them on the search, but you'll stop getting it. Yes. I like that. So that's kind of how I rate them by priority. Okay. Like these people are actively looking. Yeah. And the email reminds me about Mm -hmm. them. Right. As much as. Yeah. When I have active people, I do the same thing for the people that are active and in a trickier like, it's hard to find what they want. Yes. Because I want to be sure if it comes up, I see it and we address it quickly. Uh, but there, I have more more of them that are just on a search and have been chilling on their search for, you yeah. know, a couple of years. Yeah. They're just whatever. And, like, our MLS will even notify you if it's been a year. Oh, yeah. And, and they haven't done anything. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it'll say, hey, do you want to renew this search? And that might be my time. Yeah. To say, hey, I saw it's been a year since I set yeah. you up on that search. The other, Do you want me to change anything on it? Yes. The other thing that our MLS does that I like and, and prompts me to follow up appropriately is if they hit the favorite button mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. a house in their search, then it sends me an email that says, so-and-so has favorited this house. 
And that will typically jog my memory to be like, well, I'm going to follow up with you now. And right. I'll be like, hey, I saw you like the house on Main Street. That's awfully cute, blah, blah, blah. Are we ready to do a showing? Or yeah, do you have questions? Do you want a property? Sometimes I'll just send a property disclosure. But right. like, that's a way to follow up where you're doing something of value that makes sense to what they are doing. Well, you know, I personally am not a fan of like newsletters, <laughs> right. recipes, no client events. Right. Like I'm not an event planner. Right. I'm a realtor. Yeah. I, <laughs> I will find houses. you a house. Yes. I do not hire Santa to come take all the pictures and like <laughs> have bunnies everywhere for Easter and corn. Like I'm not a photographer. Right. Right. I am a realtor. Right. And I do my best and to handle the volume to stick to my job. Yeah. And I do understand the reason people want to do the creative marketing and things like that. Yeah. But in my brain, I just, I just know that if they were really focusing on their people and cut out some of the fluff, Mm -hmm. they would have more time for personalized follow-up. Right. Like the, the agents that are like, you go to your home inspections and you filter your buyer houses before it goes to them. How do you have time for that? I'm like, I have time for it because I'm not event planning and right. hosting these big client appreciation parties. Right. Or and... doing an agent open house every yeah. single week. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, if you cut out the fluff, you can really give people the attention that they want. And that's how you can get the referrals. Right. Well, that's what I was just about to say. It goes back to also, you're hyper-focused on how you're serving your current clients that are already under contract because that is the relationship building that will lead to referrals and repeat business. And then you don't need to even be doing these other prospecting activities that take time. Mm-hmm. So you can obviously easily forward an MLS listing email to eight people. Sure. Cause it's not every day, all day. Right. It's not a big deal. I mean, cause you've specialized their search enough to where they're not getting that. Many. I would say when, I, as I'm working between like, you know, let's just say eight, eight active buyers who I'm getting emails. Right. For their houses. I would say I get three or four emails a day. Right. That I forward to them. They, the same it's people. only coming to you though. It's not going it's not to them going until to them you send it. it. Yeah. Got it. Now I do up front in the template, happy house hunting, blah, blah, blah. Right. Rules say you will send me houses and I will, I will send yeah. you houses. This is a team effort. Right. Like if, if I, if you see a house that catches your eye, send it to me. Yeah, I need to I know what it is. One, I'll send it to you. Yeah. So they aren't just not, you know, sitting around. Not right. Look, we all know that they are browsing all the sites, sites all day long. Looking for the secret. Listings. Yes. <laughs> and there's a reason they haven't sent you any. They didn't like that. And then they know there's a reason that you haven't sent them any. Right. Because they they haven't seen anything either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's why I also don't want it to just automatically email them garbage or then be like, did she even listen to me? Right. This isn't what I want. This isn't what I want. Yeah. With your pretty picture on the bottom. Yeah. Here's a bunch of houses you don't want. Right. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Hello friends, we are so excited that so many of you are using the template course and the reviews are just pouring in, letting us know that it has helped your business as much as it has helped our business. Yes, listen to this review. Thank you so much for providing this wealth of information, knowledge, and template form. So far, I've used a handful and received positive feedback like, this is so professional, or I really appreciate how organized you are. I mean, can you imagine? 
Yeah, your clients are there. actually going to say that. Yes. All right, here's another one. Thank you so much for this. I can't tell you how many times I've started this and how many notebooks of samples and notes I had. <laughs> I have ADHD and it is super hard to stay focused on getting it done. Having it all in one place is going to make it so nice. That is what we're here for. No, just look, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just yeah. use these. Yeah, nice and simple, easy, ready to go, ready for you to put your own logo on, make it sound like you. So head over to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash course slash course and check it out that's right and you're going to enjoy them you're going to love them you're gonna it's going to change your life literally fired <laughs> my assistant they are the best okay, enjoy the template yes enjoy so how often would you say you're cleaning out your your prospect list like how often do you go to that part of trello and actually follow up and then clean out i would say at least once a month okay i do set like a you have a reminder. Reminder. Oh, I like that. That like once a month, I need to go in, open it, sit down. But then also like, so my database, mm-hmm. which is my Excel spreadsheet, which mm-hmm. has like past clients. These are not clients anymore. Right. Sure. They can be future clients. Yeah. And and, and like my grandma's in my database because sure. she gets a Christmas card. So like this is just everybody I know and love mm-hmm. that is going to get a Christmas card for me. I clean that out every Christmas. Right. When you're doing the cards. When I'm doing the cards. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going through, I'm making sure, like, for example, I had, like, um, I'm just going to make up a name, but, like, Uncle John mm-hmm. in my database. Okay. With his address. Well, Uncle John moved. hmm But I had added him to the bottom of the database as his real name, like, John Smith. Okay. So I had him in there twice. Oh, Lord. But... Forgetting that I had him in there as uncle. Got it. So I had to delete that one. So that address, his old address, didn't get another Christmas card. Got it. And like I go through, because I mean, I have about 400 people. It's a lot. In my database. Mm-hmm. And I try to keep it around there. Like, yeah. I really don't want much more than that. No, I know. And if it's a past client from seven years ago that moved to Texas that has never responded no. to a whatever, whatever, I just delete them yeah like it's, it's okay not. it's okay it's, it's okay not. i think it's okay to let them go when it we is. when we start to hoard people and yeah. email and contact info like like it's valuable it's that's where we get confused and that's when we stop doing follow-up because we think there's too many people to follow up with if you go through and qualify them and then rethink about them in these like terms there's not too many people to follow up with. It feels really good to let go. Oh my gosh, so nice. And to know I did everything I could, but it is time. And right. now my energy is best served elsewhere. Right, right. Um, it's a good feeling. I have served on panels before mm-hmm. where, you know, the question was like, oh, talk about your database. And like, everyone's like, I have 5,000 people yeah. in my database. And everyone's like, ooh, that's amazing. Right. <laughs> And then I'm just like rolling my eyes. Like, how do you do that? Garbage. Right. You can't talk to 5,000 people. It's just collecting up humans. And if you ever wanted to mail them anything, your postage would be astronomical. And what a waste. Yes. And like, I felt when I got to my part, it was like 400. And they were all like. Yeah, literally like crickets and like, you know, (laughs) looks from the other panelists. And then I explained like. I believe my referral and repeat business is my goal. And right. so I clean out my database and yeah. I let people go. Yeah. Like I don't have 
4,000 leads. I can't follow up with that many people. And I don't want it. No. And that doesn't mean I give up. I give it good effort. Mm -hmm. And I call it a day. I'm going to tell you, I will come come at it from a place of when I was getting online leads, those numbers increased pretty fast. I mean, there was a large portion of my early career where they were coming in like 100 a month. Mm. Okay. So imagine by the time. Oh, yeah. And you, there is no way to follow up with a hundred people and online leads turn at about a 5% rate. Okay. But there's no way to really follow up with that many people consistently. All I could do was put them on an MLS search and wait for them to raise their hand because I'm constantly having more come in. Yeah. But the point of this story is that when I changed brokers this year, um, I had 6,000 people in my, in my online CRM database through Remax. There were 6,000 people and they were online leads over the course of 14 years and plus past clients. Everybody was in it, but mostly they were online leads. And I'm not here to say some of them didn't turn. A few of them did, but it was not worth it for me to just keep adding them in because I couldn't follow up with anyone. And all I ever felt like was stress and anxiety that I had all these people that I was not working appropriately. You feel like a failure. Well, because yeah. you can't convert anybody. Why? How could you? Because what are the odds that if you've got 6,000 emails that you randomly pick the right person to follow up with and do it the way you should? Yeah. And I hadn't had conversations with all those people. They literally type their email address in and ask for, you know, XYZ house search. Yeah. That's it. That's not really even a prospect or a lead. Yeah. So like, let's just say like you get a sign call. Yeah. What do you do? Hmm. Well, first of all, I go through my buyer intake sheet with them on the phone. If they're not willing to. That just, that's your list of questions. It's my list of questions. Okay. So if they're not willing to answer anything, all they were willing to do was tell me their name and their phone number. That's not a lead or a prospect. Right. If you're not willing to give me your email or tell me what you're looking for or answer any questions about what's going on, then you don't want to work with me. Right. I can't get it out of you. I'm going to try. Okay. Then yeah. I'm not going to take down your name and number and call you back next week. Yes. You didn't want to talk to me you, now. You don't want to talk to me. <laughs> so you get, you get ousted, but typically if you approach it right and they, and I get a sign call and I've turned plenty of them. If you'll answer the question, then you're a lead. Right. Okay. Then you can go on the prospect list or I'm using your Trello method now, which I like. So they can stay on the prospect in Trello and maybe get put on an MLS search. If I've, if we've discussed it on the phone and they tell me what they're looking for, then I can do it. That's fine. If they never respond again in six months or a year passes, then maybe it's time they get removed. But I'm a lot less of a people hoarder now Mm -hmm. because the people who want to work with me find me. Sure. And I don't need to harass people who happen to call me from a sign call. And that's why it's so important to ask them if they're working with an agent. Yeah. Like, don't waste your time or their time following up if they already have an agent. Right. Just move on. It's okay. But we're giving you permission to let, let them go. Let go of the ones that are weighing you down. Yeah. Because you need the positive, right. uplifting clients that want to work with you. Yeah. And that doesn't mean like if it's hard, cut them loose. No. And I, I will tell you this. I had just great story. I have a sign call that came in like two years ago on a listing, asked questions, was willing to answer my questions. We would go and see a house every so often. Okay. She was waiting for her son to graduate from school. So when she told me that, we kind of put it on hold until he was graduating. 
because she didn't want to sell the house she was in until then. Then every once in a while, she would text or email me because I was still sending her the listing. Sure. And she would respond and be like, I like this one. Or I ran to the open. She loved to go to an open house. Yes. I went to an open house on that one. I didn't like this. That. So we were constant. We were in an online search. We right. were in an online search love affair for two years. Right. Finally, son graduates. She has me come to her house, is doing her homework to get it ready. We list house, find house. Oh, this all happened this year. Buy house, happy, wonderful, past clients. Check, check. Yeah. Two transactions off of a phone call. But I also didn't allow her to let me take her to every open house she went to. Right. That was not, that would have not that been appropriate. Let's go back to client management. Right. So <laughs> the follow-up there was simply an MLS search. And if she reached out to me, I would respond to her. Yeah. And then when it came to the time frame she said he was graduating, I just checked in. Sure. Hey, son's graduating this year. How are you feeling? And she would be like, oh, I'm still working on my to-do list. I'm not in a hurry. Fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I would make myself another note. And my prospect, like hot prospect list, is very short. It's enough to fit on my little one sheet, which yeah, is yeah. my like schedule for the week. And then my what's pending, what's listed, and what who I'm following up with. Sure. There's probably never more than 20 people that I would follow up with every single week well, at any given time. Is like, I feel like some people who know me would be surprised to know that you have seven to eight buyers. Right. But that that's not, I have like. 20 to 25 buyers at any given time right seven to eight of them have done what I told them to do <laughs> right and are looking and are that I have met my criteria to right. show them houses I like that I like the that. others may be serious but they have not yet met with the lender right really nailed down a time frame like we're not going to go looking if we have no plan right that's just going to frustrate me it's going to frustrate them they're going to get exhausted and then it's not fun anymore no so it's like seven when I say seven to eight I mean they have done all their homework right we have a deadline yeah we know their budget down to the penny right those are my regulars that we are Mm -hmm. like you know and hopefully they wrote once they're on that hot sheet yeah I'm hoping they're only there for a month or two I was gonna ask before we have found something yeah now there are times when they get moved to yeah something changes something changes whether that's since we didn't find the house we were looking for we're going to renew our lease for six months yeah or we're going to renovate our current home or like things happen maybe you know but my goal is that if you're really like on that hot sheet, you're you're ready to buy. And my goal is that we're going to be under contract in a month or two. Okay. I like that. Tell me how you would then follow up with like an open house lead or a sign call. What, do you, what are you doing? So when I was new, I like stalked the people that signed <laughs> right. at my open house and wrote them a thank you letter. Yeah. Like I found their address and I kind of knew where they live because right. I asked. At my open houses, do you live in the area? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And then I usually say, are you renting there or do you own? Right. When I'm at an open house or a sign call, before I jump into like, do you have an agent? Mm-hmm. Are you pre-approved? You know, I try to ask the questions of like, oh, okay, well, did you like that area? Right. Is that why you called about this house? Because there's others in the area. Mm-hmm. Do you live in the area now? Right. I just try to be super friendly and approachable yeah. Yeah. before I jump into, you know, asking questions about money and things like that. But um, for the open houses, so when I was new mm-hmm. and had no listings of my own, 
I targeted like an area for right. open houses mm-hmm. and um, was collecting the names. Yeah. And would write them thank you letters. I would mm-hmm. send them an email inviting them to my next open house because it was in the area because right. I was staying in the area. Yeah. And I had a good little database going. Yeah. And got some. But you know, it, it is so funny. I think I've shared this before. The open houses where I was the least prepared or the best one. <laughs> like I was running late. I didn't get dressed yeah. how I wanted to. I don't have a flyer because the printer, whatever. You're whatever. like, I'm just here. <laughs> I am here. Those are the ones where people are like, I like you. <laughs> <laughs> can we work together? Can, can, can you be our agent? Sure can. I will never forget. I was in Shenandoah and it was one of those days. <laughs> I had been at brunch. It ran over. We didn't get our ticket in time. I wanted to go home and change first. And I just had to run straight to the house. I was five minutes late. Luckily, no one was there yet. I'm turning on the lights. This couple comes in and I'm, they asked me a question and I'm like, I'm not sure, but I'll definitely, you know, check that out and get back to you. I don't have a sign. I don't, I don't know what's going on. They loved me. (laughs) And I, they, I, I listed their house. Mm-mm. down the street and then they bought with me and then they referred their son and their daughter to me worked out great it's just so funny how mm-hmm. that all works out but normally now yeah I just want them to have my information right and make sure that they know I am here if you need me right if you have I, I let them know I don't just represent this house yeah so I think of it more at this stage in my career. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with just forming the connection and leaving it in their hands. Yeah. Now, if things got really slow. That's what I'm about to say. It's because you don't have time for more follow-up than what you're already. Well, it's like. Like you can. Like an open house person would be like a bonus at this stage mm-hmm. in my career. Exactly. Okay. When I was new, I needed. Yeah. Then you follow up harder. Yes. At this but but it's funny because I have seen it work both ways. Yeah, yeah. It's not like I feel like I've, oh, I'm, I have made it to this level where I'm too I'm, good I'm to follow too... up with an open houser. Yeah, no. like I don't feel that way. It's just that I have seen it yeah. also work. Right. By where you're like, here's my information. Here's my card. Like I know they have a flyer, but I do try to like let them leave with a card, something smaller they can put in their wallet. Yeah. Um, and just saying, if there's any other houses in the area, yeah. let me know. And honestly, I feel like I get more emails. Do you? That way. Like, I just did um, on my Tiger Bend listing. Mm-hmm. But a guy came through. Um, I was really just there that day for my seller doing the open house. Yeah. I wasn't necessarily there to, like, prospect and get new clients and whatnot. But, um. I gave him my card and I said, yeah, if you have any questions about mm-hmm. anything, I can help you with anything in the area. I'm a full-time agent. I'd be happy to help you. Right. He emailed me and was like, hey, one of my friends is kind of interested. I told him I met you today. So I have seen it work. Right. And depending on where I'm at that day, depending on where I'm yeah. at in my career. But what do you do? Um, I, I have a, for open house, I have a sign in. Yes. And if I'm having a decent conversation with the person and learning enough about them and they put in their email, then I would, anyone who puts in their email, I follow up and say, thank you for coming. Okay. But if we like, you know, 
talk about something that I could actually hold on to. Like, I know you live in X neighborhood and here I might then send them a market report on their neighborhood, or maybe I would um, set them up on a search if they tell me more about what they're doing. But, um, and I have looked up addresses before from an open house and sent a thank you. Like if I had a decent talk with someone, I knew where they live. I've had the time. Then I would, and that's not necessarily when I was brand new, probably when I was later on. Uh, if I like someone that I meet in an open house and I think we'd be a good fit to work together, then yeah, I'd probably follow up a little more thoroughly. If someone is really tentative about putting their email address on there, I'm not going to send them 10 emails. No. I mean, I will send the one and if they respond, great. If they don't respond, you're not on my prospect list. Right. Like you're, we have met, it it wasn't a fit. I can, I would rather go do another open house, honestly. So recently I had someone that, had been in the prospect pipeline for a while. Okay. They would respond every now and then. And I was still like, when I would do my database clean out, I would just email them and say, Hey, I know you're still getting the property sent to you. If you need me to change anything in the search, let me know. I'm here if you need me. Right. That's the, that's how the majority of my follow-up. And I do try to rotate. Like if I emailed them last, you're changing the way I'm trying to, t- yeah, because like maybe they got a new email. Yeah. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times people get, like, we aren't used to that because yeah. we have the same email address, but I've had clients, like, teachers. Yeah. Every time they switch school. Different email. It's a different email. Yeah. You know? Um, so, but I, I got a notification from MLS that was like, you know, Samuel has unsubscribed. Oh, yeah. Then you so send an email? I'll just send him one last email. I do, but, too. But that's also my way of, like, deleting him. Like, hey. Yeah. You said like, no. That's okay. That's okay. And Goodbye. I'm, yeah. Yes. Goodbye. And I'll say like, hey, Sam, I saw that you unsubscribed <laughs> from the listings. I just wanted to see if you still needed any assistance with buying a house. If you do, I'm here. If not, that's totally fine. I don't mind taking you off my follow-up list. I hope you're having a great week. Right. I'll send that email and then I'll delete him from my prospects list. Yeah. And again, it just makes me feel like, huh. Leaving. Well, it's sort of like checking it off the list, re- yeah. whether you sold them or not. Yeah, I followed through. I, the end. I did. I did yeah. everything I needed to do. <laughs> You're done. I think that's fine. I think people do try to overcomplicate the follow up. Yes. And and I think that a well created MLS search is adequate follow up for a buyer lead. Mm-hmm. Um, I especially like what you're doing where you're actually filtering a little bit beyond that. I don't think that it I don't think that it requires a lot of crazy creativity or I mean mm-hmm. just reach out and say hey I'm still here yeah that's all. do you need me and if you don't respond that's okay but you can still do that and when I was working online leads in the beginning they oh I would take all these webinars on how to mm. follow up and you know basically how to be inside sales right like you so much call the, it's a lot of effort to get these people to turn and if you like rejection then you can keep on that (laughs) but I it wasn't great for me I just waited till they raised their hand and you know what it worked fine it's fine it worked fine they were on the search they saw my face if they raise their hand great if they don't I'm I'm doing other stuff I think one of the reasons too that I am the way I am is because I can't do to others right if I don't want someone right. calling me yeah. all the time, I can't call you all yeah. the time. No, no, no. And also, I have had agents come to me that have worked with other agents. 
Yeah. And I hear their feedback. Like, and what is like, like, oh, they send me like 70 houses a week and I'm always getting emails. Oh, and So many. Like it's too much and I don't feel like I have any direction or, right. you know, like I don't want any more recipes mm-hmm. in my email. Like, <laughs> I'm not looking. I, I don't. I didn't sign up to learn how to cook uh, and no, get a newsletter. I no. signed up because I wanted to know how to buy a house. Right, right. So I hear that mm-hmm. and I just want to keep it simple. Right. I I think that the general public appreciates the simplicity. They I don't do. think they're looking for a giant newsletter every week or month or any of the other fluff stuff. Right. We don't I need the fluff. With that. I don't need it. Uh, no. If I wasn't a realtor, I wouldn't want that in a realtor no 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 be available and if you feel like you have extra time on your hands go listen to database again yeah and work on those people because that's different that's building relationships Mm -hmm. and it's not following up now even though trello is like my people my clients Mm -hmm. like those are people that I that are going to buy or sell with me, mm-hmm. but your database is who you need to be asking for referrals. Yep. So it's okay. So every year, I think I talked about this in the holiday episode. I write a handwritten card to my thing, a thank you card to my database. Yeah. It's about three hundred and fifty handwritten cards because I don't write ones to my grandma you know what I mean like you don't need that yeah you're fine but like any past client that Mm -hmm. I like loved um you know and and I I have to like I've already started oh wow yeah I start in September oh wow handwriting them Mm -hmm. and then like the week before Thanksgiving they all get mailed yeah but I also like Christmas because a few well like everybody in the whole database gets a family Christmas card Mm -hmm. And like the ones that come back, you know, where like, wait yeah. a minute, where did you go? Yeah. What happened? Why is this address uh-huh. wrong? Did uh-huh. you move? And I didn't know. Like, yep. it's also like a good way to clean out your database. Yeah. Is to do a mass mailer. Yeah. And someone said, if you get more than 10 back, your database is not healthy. No, it's not. It's not healthy. If it's mail not. is getting returned, mm-hmm. it needs to be clean. Agree. But follow up is just, it's not hard. No. But you need to make time for it. You feel like I think you that, can just put yeah, it off. Putting it on your schedule once a week is probably wise. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely once a month. But actually putting it on your schedule. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be a long time. You could probably sit for an hour and crank out quite a lot of emails and texts yeah. if you needed to. And I mean, my Trello pipeline, mm-hmm. those are like my people That's your that active I'm, like yes. transactions. I'm in there all week. Because well, I'm working at, them. Yeah, I'm, I'm working them. The prospects column. Yeah. Which is the people, the people that who get forgotten. They're, yeah. But that's at least bi week, you know, every other week, yeah. monthly. I think that's good. He can't go longer than a month, though. No. No. It would just, you'd lose them. They lose their own momentum. Unless it's someone that you have labeled, like, for three years from now, they mentioned. Yeah. That then you, then you please don't contact don't do them it. every month. But, um, for follow-up also, I know we've talked a lot about buyer searches and whatnot. Mm-hmm. If you own a home mm-hmm. and you're, whether you're a past client, um, family that has always lived in their home, even though I didn't help you because you bought before mm-hmm. people that were on our wedding list that own homes yeah, that weren't past clients of mine, they are on a subdivision report. Yeah. I like that. For their subdivision. Yeah. 
it's once a month mm-hmm. and it just is simple. Here's all the active pending souls. Yeah. It has my face on it. I like that. I I have never really had anyone unsubscribe. Right. Because it's not everybody wants to know that. Everybody wants to know what their subdivision's doing. Yeah. It's not annoying information. No. It's not all about me. No. Nope. You can click and see the pictures. I like it. Um I've actually had someone email me and ask me to add like their coworker. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like, hey, I'm showing my coworker and he asked if there was one for his subdivision. Sure is. I was like, there's one for every subdivision. I got you, know? you, dude. But like even if it's someone that owns a home. Yeah. Just keeping them on that mm-hmm. subdivision report because it's, it's good. good information. It is. It's very good. I like it. Okay. We had quite a few people ask for this one. Great. Um, I think I'm going to shout them out. Selena Michelle, I think, wanted ways to follow up the lead. Okay. Tanya Hobbs wanted creative ways to communicate during the listing. Okay. I think we got that. And Ashley Harn wanted to follow up with cold leads. Okay. Which we basically are like, like we've covered everything. say goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, too, like, you don't have to have three different methods for everything. No, like, no, no. Stick with what works. Keep yeah. it simple. Don't overthink it. You don't have to like send them a singing telegram to their office. No, to, no, no, no. You know, remind them who you are. Yeah, I agree. Just is what it is. It is what it is. We can all handle this. Uh, one last thing, please. Um, if you do have like a Mailchimp or an email list, mm-hmm. um, I don't have like a newsletter or something that goes out. Okay. But sometimes like the lender I work with will send like this week's rates. Like good information. Good, and I'm like, dang, I wish, you know. So if you have a group, yeah, you can just forward that email to that group and just say, yeah. Hey guys, uh, one of the lenders I work with sent me this. I know a lot of people are asking me about interest mm-hmm. rates, so I wanted to share it. Or, hey guys, the power washer I use is doing a special. It's seventy five dollars. Oh, I like off. that. Yeah. Um, if you use them, let them know I referred you. Things like that, where I am not trying to like content plan no. and schedule. Mm-mm. But if I get something cool that I want to share with the masses, mm-hmm. um, I can just send it because they're all in a group. So I do think it's good to have some sort of. Mailchimp or some yeah. sort of software group that allows you to do something a quick like that. mass email. Just if you wanted to like yeah. tell them something. I think that's fine. It works too if you want to tell them about your new listing. Yeah. Or something like not yeah. all the time. Don't right. don't overdo Open that. Open house invitation. Oh yeah. That know? kind of stuff. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So are you ready for a toast? Yeah, I'm ready. I love it. Today we're gonna toast to our neighbor in Texas. Oh, let's see. Jennifer Ware. Okay. And Jennifer sent us a delightful email. Oh, I loved her email. And I'm going to read y'all a little excerpt from it because it was so good. Well, let's see and how. it kind of goes with what we talked about today. A little bit. Okay, so she says, so I'm pretty much giddy over y'all's podcast and content. I'm not really sure how I stumbled across the podcast, but I'm so happy that I did. The content is exactly the practical advice that agents need. And the episodes are so concise to the point, but also filled with personality. Okay, she purchased the email templates a few weeks ago and is finishing up personalizing them. She says, I think they're going to be such a breath of fresh air for my business. Perfect. Um, Okay, here's my favorite part. And let's give a shout out to the magic that is Trello for a second. (laughs) I'm pretty much obsessed and use it for every single thing in my life now. She says, Christmas list, Trello. Essential oil inventory, Trello. (laughs) I have 99 problems in between Trello and coffee. It's down to like three. (laughs) 
<laughs> so good. Trollo solves so many problems. So many problems. Okay, so we wanted to toast to Jennifer because, first of all, that made my day. That email. So good. And um, I she said she's a low-volume agent, but the tips and content are helping her to, like, change the game. So good. I think that's great. So yeah. we're proud of you, Jennifer, and we thank you for taking the time to send us a sweet message. Yeah. And um, we wanted to toast to you. Made our day. I know. Cheers <laughs> to Jennifer. Cheers. Okay, bye, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.